0: Welcome to Harvey County Digital.
1: Hi, Andy.
0: How are you doing? Doing wonderful. Awesome. You, you're a little bit busy these days? Just a little. Um, I've known you for maybe 17 years, um, and I've never seen you running harder than you are now serving and doing the things you're doing, but it's also because I probably hadn't been as close to be able to pay attention, so it's pretty cool. Well, congratulations recently on Women of the Year. Thank you. And uh, there's so much... Uh, to talk about today and unpack with what surrounds that right so people um, celebrate people which is a great thing but a lot of times we don't have an understanding of that there are people just like us and they have life and stuff all around them while they're doing what we're about to go over here so if you don't mind I'm just going to go ahead and I know you're uncomfortable with these things but I'm going to show some love by giving you uh, I'm going to just share with what other people have already talked about but in a different way where maybe more people hear it. And uh, I just want to get some of your reactions to this. So uh, as Woman of the Year, um, Lynette is a a doctor here. Uh, She's a co-owner of Hendrickson Chiropractic with her husband, Todd. Um, She's done many things for the community, Um, almost unbelievable things, um, if you really look at what I'm about to share. But each one of these things I'm about to talk about have subsections of uh, things underneath them that are very powerful. So as I go through these, just bear with me here because there's a lot to go over. Okay. Um, so uh, you were part of the Emma Creek 5K. You're the VP of the Heston Chamber of Commerce. You were uh, president in 2018 and 2019 for the Junior Reading Circle, Harvey County Breastfeeding Coalition. You're involved with the homeless shelter, and I've seen you do many things over the years with that. Um, you're involved with uh, Newton, Kansas, Best of the Best, many times over there, I've awarded. Um, you're involved with the YMCA on many levels and Zumba. A lot of people know you from the Zumba classes, right? Keeping that energy up. Um, Newton area chamber of commerce, Harvey County, United way, Harvey County, safe hope kids fest river point church that we both attended together. And I know there's things on here that aren't even on here of things that you've done and that you supported and helped with. And so thank you for all that. That was a great community of people, local and area girls softball, soccer, and basketball teams, and many other things, Peace Connections, Sozo, which you started with a friend of yours, uh, it's a lifestyle program designed to um, assess wellness from a whole person perspective, evaluating your body, spirit, emotions, etc. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty cool. So not just a part of something, but you actually put it together, which is a lot of energy and work. Um health fairs, numerous, numerous type of health fairs, and you do speaking engagements for your practice and what you do. Um, The Heston Wellness Center. So USD 373, um, you were um, a a part of something here very recently, but you've done things throughout the career of your children there. Um, And um, some things are fill the bus, uh, USD 373 Health and Wellness Committee, wrestling, um, etc. And your son's a, a state champion in wrestling, which is amazing. I can't wait to talk about that. Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Special Olympic Supporter, Heart to Heart Child Advocacy Center, Mural Project, um, Newton Et. et etc. shop, Military Veterans. You guys are very supportive of Military Veterans in a lot of different ways. And we'll just leave that there. Co-owner of Hendrickson Chiropractic, which we've already said. And just running a business is tough. And I'm going to keep going here. Okay. Campaign for tobacco free kids, which, you know, I know, uh, I was in a meeting with your son here not so long ago, which I see some of that filtering in even to that organization and what's going on there. Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing platform. Um, support the ICT SOS children's miracle network. Uh, and then Newton women of the year kind of comes out of that. So there's other things, food drives, American cancer society, breast cancer foundation, the re Newton project, which was a big deal. And then after all that, I have family. So let's go ahead and um, real quick before we get into your Mad Minute. Tell me about your family because it blows me away when somebody can be involved and they choose to do what they do and serve relentlessly, literally wide open, right? Because you don't do these things Uh, half-heartedly. You get pulled in a lot of directions and you give your best when you're there. And really appreciate you for that example, and for a lot of us that want to understand, okay, um, what does that look like? How do I duplicate, and how do I learn from somebody like that? But to keep you know that family unit successful, growing, um, of course, you know for you it's easy because you just everything's easy for you, right? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your family a little bit.
1: Well, and I would say that a lot of these activities um, I've done with family or because of family, like involvement in the schools, you know, as like the wrestling mom or, or homeroom mom, things like that. When kids were going through school, um, I, I have four children. Uh, well, first I should probably say I have a husband. His Mm. name is Todd
0: Yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: and I have four children. My oldest is 33 and he actually lives in Springfield. A lot of people Uh, don't know he exists because hmm. he hasn't really lived in Newton. Right. Maybe just two years or so. Mm And then a a grandson that's seven named Tristan. But then uh, our oldest together is Megan. And she just finished her second year of college at Bethany. She played basketball, but she's actually transferring to Louisiana. Oh. She wants to just be a college student. Basketball takes up a lot of time. She feels like she needs to get on with her life. Yeah. And then Wyatt just graduated and he'll be wrestling for Air Force Academy. So he leaves in July. That's great. And then um, Gracie was a midlife surprise. I was 41 when I had her. She's going to start high school this coming year. And uh, she and I did a lot of serving events together because that was part of her platform for Princess of America. She was the national uh, queen for this past year. She gives her title up in August. So we did a lot of different events together and my kids have always been involved in serving. We typically went to the homeless shelter, um, at times with the church to serve meals. Um, my kids have made scarves. They've done bake sales to collect money to go buy just essentials like backpacks and gloves and socks and things like that. So, and they've always been really good about, you know, getting rid of that toy they don't play with and taking it either to uh, the homeless shelter agape or the et shop so they're very servant-hearted
0: yeah they're aware very and, and, aware and i wonder yes. why it's not intentional by any means <laughs> there you go well thank you for that what i want to do is uh and, and thank you for that download and amazing people amazing family and uh so and there was one personal thing and I'll, I'll talk about it now uh there was some stuff going on that was pretty tough and i was going through a lot in my life at the time and you just uh, you read picked up on it and I said hey could I call you and you were like absolutely please do and you were it was real like I was kind of imposing myself but it was real and you I called you a couple different times about a situation and you were real frank caring and loving but you gave me good information and feedback and it helped me deal with because I had other stuff going on too at the same time I think you sensed it but you helped me unpack that situation in a methodical way by asking me great questions. And just hearing me out, and I really appreciate you helping me through that season and that you know little situation that was happening because I was very emotionally involved, and you really helped me bring it down to practicality and facts. And so, thank you for that. So, oh, on welcome. a personal note, yeah, yeah thank you. Um, so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through a, what we call a mad minute here. And so what we do is we just want to warm up things. Not like we're not already warming up, but this will kind of get people to know a little bit more about you on a personal level Okay. and some of your quick wittedness. And I don't know how much of it comes out on this format because you don't do it all the time, but um, I think it'll, after a while, it'll just be pretty natural, but um, a couple questions here. So the first one is what is your favorite color?
1: Oh, cobalt blue.
0: Boom. And And a specific blue.
1: Yeah. And it happens to be the school color for two of my kids Well, it was. Now it will be different next year, but that was was very convenient.
0: Right. Manipulation, maybe?
1: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I had nothing to do with it. (laughs) What's your
0: favorite sport?
1: Okay, that's kind of a loaded question. It's changed through the years. Right. Um, I used to really enjoy watching football. Of course, I played sports growing up. Mainly track was my main sport. But now my life is really all about basketball and wrestling and since basketball is kind of going away it's it's got to be wrestling wrestling I spend more time watching wrestling than anything right now
0: and you've learned to enjoy it it I have
1: I'll be honest I did not really care for the sport uh when Wyatt first started wrestling Mm. he didn't win a single match his whole first year and my mother said to me I hope Todd realizes this is not his sport right (laughs) which is kind of funny now looking back on it but
0: yeah now that you have a state champion in the house.
1: Yes. And I'm looking forward to watching him wrestle at Air Force Academy. So that's
0: going to be great. Yeah. And there are some stories that we talked about before uh, we jumped into this, but uh, that's really cool to know where he's going with that. And I'll uh, be praying for him and excited about yeah. that. So thank you. All right. So uh muscle car or luxury sedan?
1: You're really going to make me choose.
0: I'm going to make you choose. I have to. But I freak out. Can't
1: I have everything? Can't I have both? <sighs>
0: Well, you have to have a favorite.
1: Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, and, and I do have a muscle car. Yes. I have the 2010 Transformer Bumblebee Camaro.
0: It's yellow too, isn't it's it? It's
1: yellow. Yeah. And my husband has the 67 um, race car. So I guess if I'm not being practical, of course I love the muscle car. Uh, <laughs> I love his car. I mean, you rev that engine and your whole body vibrates. Yeah.
0: What year is it again?
1: It's, his is a 67. 67. So if you're making me choose between maybe that and say a Ferrari or Lamborghini, I'm going to pick the muscle car. Oh, wow. Definitely. That's I'm, super cool. Well, it's fun and, and I'm just oh. a little more practical. Yeah. I, I don't think I could spend that much money on a car, honestly, no matter yeah. how much money I have. Yeah. Just, just can't do it.
0: Right on. Okay. What's your uh, go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant?
1: I would have to say Acapulco okay. fajitas Ooh, because it pretty much works with any crazy diet that I'm doing at the time. You know, And Sal's really good about fixing it up however I need it because I've had some weird things over the years. And he does it right for you. And he will make it special. Yep. That's
0: a great place. They've been in business for a long time. Good and family. great
1: service. Great family. They work we, hard. We love Acapulco and we love them.
0: That's awesome um is there any special place in harvey county that you enjoy and why
1: oh boy um we do have some really neat places around here and i think just as far as you know the beauty and whatnot i really enjoyed walking on the paths in north newton when we used to live up there Mm. now of course i get to enjoy that drive in the country so that's pretty beautiful but I'd have to say one thing I really enjoy about Newton is the downtown. That's cool. Just because of all the neat things that
0: happen and down there's, there, the there's, energy is, is there is, coming. and we
1: have some amazing events. You know, with yeah. Taste of Newton and the different parades and all the art and music downtown. I'd have to say, and I love when they do the food trucks and
0: yeah. So you're I, digging all that, the, the the activity that's coming through.
1: Yeah, it's just changed so much over the past 20 years. Yeah, You know, we first moved here, it was kind of dying. Mm. And it just seems like the heartbeat of the town. now. Yeah,
0: yeah. And there's a lot of great people. And I know you're involved in several things too, um, humbly speaking. But um, there's a lot of people that really are uh, focused on bringing that to what it should be today and, and we and the work is showing up. So that's exciting. Yeah. These new spaces that we're creating. So downtown as a whole, that's a great answer. And it's
1: just evolving. It's constantly evolving.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I hope for that and I hope it continues. So thank you for that kind of break up some things and and get to know you a little bit different and know some of your uh, triggers and favorite places and things and, and, all local of course. Um, but to get into our conversation, um, you were recently, um, you know, we're talking about, you know, we have a bunch of guys on the show and we're like, we need to have some strong women in here too that do some things. And, and so we were like, duh, look at all these women of the year. It's an easy place to pick out people yeah. like yourself who are serving and doing things. And, and there's many other, you know, we've had a Pam on here and, mm-hmm. um, um, many other people, but at the end of the day, it's like, Lynette, Hello hello Andy uh, <laughs> and, and so thank you for being willing to do it yeah uh, but as you are nominated for something like that um, from me on the outside just knowing that that's who you've been for the last 17 years at least that I've known of you um, and all the letters that I got to read um, just pages and pages of stuff and letters and these are people that submitted around and you had zero clues any of this was going on I had on. no clue Ain't that amazing like so you have all this happening around you and phone calls and people getting other people in and trying to say don't tell her because you know who you are and who you choose to be as a person there's so many things i know about that aren't even on here and so thank you for being that person and uh, thank you for gracing us with your time and just your leadership um tell me about that experience and what that meant to you personally
1: Well, I would have to say I was home by myself when I got the phone call Mm -hmm. uh, from Lynette Reddington and I was just flabbergasted. I mean, it was um, personally unexpected, but then it was during a time when I was very overwhelmed with all of my commitments. I mean, this past year has probably been the craziest year of my life between deaths in my family and just the the busyness of everything and all the commitments and I just was, I just started crying. Mm. I just couldn't believe it. I thought, wow, that is incredible. And it was, it was shocking. Yeah. Totally shocking because I don't, I mean, I believe I'm doing what I'm called to do. You know, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I don't look at it as anything special or spectacular. I just look at it as, you know,
0: almost as a duty
1: yeah my passion and my obligation just to help wherever i can and to do what i can to make a difference every day
0: and you do that and i love how you've from the outside looking in on how you operate uh you know always 100 per 100 miles an hour in your camaro right yeah that's right that's why i need that that. that's why i need that muscle car i got places to get tickets to go with it
1: uh not in that car Surprisingly, uh, surprisingly, that yes, surprisingly,
0: the yellow helps. Yes. Um, so you're going through all this. Your activities, the way you shape those around your kids, is that just something that you happen to do? Or is that very um, thought out? Like, OK, so this is how I'm going to spend my time because you get pulled in so many directions as a leader like you are.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, you do have to definitely be pretty um, intentional Mm -hmm. about it. So Mm -hmm. I try and do things that kind of line up with, you know, the other things going on. So I'm like not gone all the time and absent from my family. Yeah. So I think a lot of it has involved the kids. I mean, the kids have definitely, you know, been involved in a lot of the things that I do. They've come with me to kid fest. They go to the homeless shelter, they help collect and, and raise things. So, you know, I think I, I just have to be intentional about it because I don't want to be so involved. I was teaching Zumba at two places and I realized I've got to back off because I'm, you know, between my kids activities and those we will have so many evenings in a week. And so I did, I backed off from that a little bit and it's just a season.
0: Right, right. That's really cool. That's really cool how you're intentional about setting that up. So tell me about you as a kid. What did Lynette look like as a child? up till about 18 before you left home. What does that look like?
1: You know, I was pretty, I would say pretty shy and quiet, um, in the earlier years. And mm. then we moved around a lot cause my dad got transferred. He worked for the railroad and management. And so it forced me out of my comfort zone to learn, to meet new people. And then I became that person who mm. knew what it was to be the new person. Right. And so I went out of my way, um, to try and make other people feel comfortable and welcome. I've always had a heart for those less fortunate, even right. back in the seventies and sixties when I was in school, you know, when we had um, mainstream all special needs with, you know, the regular classroom, I found myself drawn to kind of befriend those people and make sure that they felt okay. Cause it was a struggle. Yeah. I mean, I've seen lots of changes through the years with that. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, that was one of the reasons I wanted to be a teacher. Right. And I wanted to help those people. Um, but yeah, I uh moved around a lot and so I lived in Colorado and then Wyoming and then I ended up going to high school in California and then a couple of years of college out there and then yeah. I continued moving. But I've been in Kansas longer than anywhere.
0: So this is is this home to you now?
1: I guess it is. Yeah, Yeah. it sure is. But I wanted to tell you that the two things that I think really um, moving around shaped who I am. But the parents that I had, um, they're both gone now. Mm. But my mother was probably one of the most giving, loving people on the planet. And she reached out and took in strays, whether they were four-legged or two-legged. We always had somebody else at our house. That's awesome. You know? And, uh, heart is big as Texas. And so I had that part from her. And then my dad was very, uh, driven. He was just very goal oriented and driven. And he just always, um, asked us kids to just strive for excellence in everything. And he pushed us. If you came home with the report card, he wouldn't say, wow, look at those six A's." He'd say, what'd you get a B plus here for? Hmm. You know, if you worked a little harder, that could be an A. And he just kept saying, you know, if you get good grades, you can get a scholarship for college. And so I think the two of them were pretty opposite in their impact on me, but very much a big part of who I am and why I am who I am today
0: that's amazing and and they both left not too long ago am i right on there? my
1: dad just passed last july and yeah. my mom's been gone 11 years 11 years so
0: okay because i remember we talked um a little bit about the other situation and so yeah. my condolences and i think you're modeling so many great things to your children um from Thank what you, you just explained so that makes a lot more sense for me to hear you unpack that like that yeah that's yeah, really cool so leaving your home from your mom and dad and everything they worked and taught you and helped you grow into be in that servant heart that you had. Um, What did that look like when you went out in college and and you started that journey? What, what did that season look like for you?
1: Well, and when I started college, my parents were still in California. So I went to Azusa Pacific university um, and for two years Mm -hmm. and I ended up, uh, they got transferred so I ended up staying there maybe a year and I just I'm very family oriented and to be in LA with no family mm. I, I started to get very homesick for them. And so I ended up moving a few more times. But I uh it was tough. Yeah. I mean, it was tough because I basically didn't live the same place as my parents after the age of nineteen. Right. For many years until later on when um I was going to college as a single mom and I lived with them for a brief period of time doing my prerequisites for chiropractic school. But yeah, so, um, you know, I guess we just kind of find our way, one way or the other. I One thing I always had is, um, you know, I have my faith. Um, so that has definitely been a journey Yes, throughout all those years. And I look back and I see that... I was in many situations, some that were my fault and some that weren't, but God always found a way and provided for me no matter what I faced.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there was a tough season in there and we talked a little bit. A few. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You've shared a little bit um, with me on that. And so I don't want to get into the details, but um, see, people see leaders like yourself and they think that uh, you just kind of walked right on through. And they don't realize that everybody has seasons. And we continue to have those seasons.
1: Oh, uh, definitely.
0: Um, and it's just interesting to me how you choose to frame your life in a way that you take responsibility. But even when it's not yours, like there's nothing you could have done, you work on making it serve you through your faith. Is that kind of what you do?
1: Yeah. And my favorite saying, and I think everybody laughed at me at homecoming when you're they talk about what your favorite saying and everyone had all these really good you know, if you love something, let it free. And if it comes back to you, you know, mine was bloom where you're planted. (laughs) And they're like, what bloom where you're planted. Well, that meant something to me because I had been transplanted multiple times. And so you have to learn to just make the best of where you're at.
0: Right. We we know we spoke to Deb Ham and she had a lot of that experience where she moved around a lot too and so there's so much strength that it seems like you gained because she identified that too yeah as a builder for her and then bringing all that experience into our community and and setting your flag and blooming where you're planted i mean yeah this is pretty amazing i mean some of these letters are are unbelievable and i want to post some of those if you don't mind uh with this podcast so people can see some of what people say about you I think that would be pretty powerful. Are you okay with that?
1: Oh, I guess. Oh, you guess. You can say no. I won't do it if you say no. Um,
0: Okay. So when you left home, you had a season and you had to figure things out fast. Um, You you ended up building a business. Tell me about that season and building your business and what that looked like from all the fighting and all the trying to keep yourself afloat and raising your son and that whole deal. Tell me about that.
1: Well, yeah, I don't know if you want me to backpedal and, well, we'll probably fill in the blanks at some point. But um, yeah, we, when we graduated, we had no intention of coming to Kansas. And so it was one of those things where, you know, we ended up here kind of by default, but mm-hmm. it really wasn't by default. Mm. It's one of those things where you realize that. You know this is where you're supposed to be yes. in spite of your efforts to not be where yeah. you're at and and nothing against the people of kansas we just hated the climate i get it spoiled from coming from colorado Ugh. and yes. so yeah we did a lot of um delaying gratification in order to be successful i mean i look at the cars we drove when we graduated they were not. <laughs> they were not the
0: Camaros. <laughs>
1: they were not the Camaros. They were not the Camaros, and uh, a lot of people had like really fancy cars, and you know, their parents just paid for everything. We paid for everything. Mm. I mean, literally nobody helped us, and so um, we actually lived above our office for a year. It's on Southeast Second and Walnut, across from the Mennonite Church. We lived in one room yeah. in the upstairs. And the clinic was downstairs. So we rented the whole thing for one price and then ended up buying it. Nice. And so, you know, we waited. We didn't have to have the best of everything. A lot of our friends, you know, had really fancy clinics with brand new equipment and went into huge debt. Well, keep in mind, you're in debt a good quarter of a million Plus interest, Absolutely. When you get out of school. Yeah, and so we were very practical about that, and so it wasn't the most glamorous clinic. I know the floors were level. I mean, I remember hanging wallpaper border back when that was the thing, and we're like, "Do we go with the floor, or mm. do we go with what's really straight?" Yeah, <laughs> you know. Right. Surprising, the marriage survived that because we, <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't we don't do projects like that well together. <laughs> but anyhow, um, yeah, there were a lot of a lot of sacrifices. The other big joke was we did food drives even back then. And Todd was like, I think I'm the neediest person I know right now.
0: (laughs) Can we get a can of chili? But
1: But, um, anyhow, yeah, God blessed us. And we, you know, we were able to survive many of the pitfalls that have happened. Like when things crashed in 2008, many Mm. businesses went under, many offices closed because they were in such high debt. We kind of paid for things as we could afford it and so that really helped us build our business and and having a small town like this is just priceless because mm. we started out going to the county fairs and besides the health fairs and we just got went door to door we just met people and got involved in as many things as we could I used to be in the uh, fibromyalgia support group and go speak there and just you know yeah Getting involved in the community was a big part of that's getting huge. our business on its feet.
0: I love that. I mean, literally door to door, like you were just meeting people everywhere and anywhere you could and yeah. just moving it. And That's what that looked like. Just hard work, grit out there every day. And oh. how long do you feel like it took you guys? I know it feels like forever. And I know you're still working on things. We oh, always work are. in progress. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, well, and I would say it took us about six months to get money coming through the pipeline.
0: Yeah. I you know, because there's so months.
1: many things people don't realize. Just opening your doors and having people come in. And get treated is only part of the picture. If you take insurance, you got to apply to be a provider, and it takes months. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the government, we're talking about Medicare. So we had to just wait. For all that to happen. Yes. Um, And I remember we would walk from our office up to Blockbuster and back and we would just talk about all of our hopes and dreams and someday we're going to be able to buy a house and someday we'll get a different car. And so it did seem like it took a long time, but I would say within, you know, a couple of years... I mean, things really took off and we started to kind of get ahead and then we outgrew our space and needed a new building. And so now we have two buildings, three, actually, if you count the one in Heston. So it's definitely always a work in progress. Right,
0: right. And and very uh, intentional about how you're growing that. And do you guys play with a lot of ideas as you grow your practice or I mean, what does that look like?
1: Well, you know, times have changed a lot. Back in the day, you know, it was about this big yellow page ad. Nowadays, I don't think people even look at the yellow pages. Yeah, I think they just go in the recycle bin. I'm sorry if I offend anybody by that comment. No,
0: no. But I think I've been the more the more
1: the online <laughs> stuff. But I mean, like the stuff you're doing with Harvey County Digital is just amazing because really, it's all about social media. Yeah, and. uh I think really in order to survive, especially towns like this. Now, when you're in big cities, it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a little bit different, but Mm -hmm. um, we've had to be more intentional about our marketing just because things are a lot different too. I mean, insurance isn't what it used to be and people need to understand what we do. Based on wellness, not based on insurance coverage. Because if you're basing it on your insurance coverage, you're gonna probably not be very healthy or well adjusted. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's almost too late, right? And some areas. I mean, you can always get better, but if you wait that long for those things to kick in, it's like it's better to do the maintenance and less expensive and better on. Well,
1: and insurance doesn't wanna cover preventative and maintenance, but if you understand the, the benefits of it, then you wanna go even when you're healthy. Right. If people understood chiropractic as optimum functioning and not pain management, I don't think we would have enough visits in any day to accommodate everybody. Every office in town would be packed from morning till night. If people really understood.
0: Yeah, it blows me away that uh, the companies that are functioning the way they are today, and I don't know, I'm not smart enough or haven't done the research to know. It, it Common sense tells me it would be cheaper to have them come to chiropractors first Mm -hmm. in the long haul because preventative is always better than the big, oh my gosh, somebody had a heart attack. Now let's, the way the system runs today, you're in the emergency room and then the bill starts and the insurance company kicks in after X amount. Um, It just blows me away that we haven't figured that out yet.
1: Well, Absolutely. And they have kind of figured it out. There's a study on the East Coast where they had, um, and we were just talking pain management, where Mm. anybody who had pain had to go to a first touch provider before going and getting pain pills or an epidural shot or consulting with an orthopedic surgeon. That's the way um, they basically had the model. So the Mm -hmm. people had to do that first. Right. And they found they saved billions of dollars and people were not having to have the surges. And I'm not saying there's not a time and a place. I mean, there's a time and a place for every branch of healthcare we have. Right. But when you're talking about pain and you're talking about prevention, chiropractic definitely should be on that list of first things.
0: It blows me away. The education I've received since I've met a few chiropractors in, in the industry and, um, Uh, the realness. So I have my testimony, of course. uh, And if it wasn't for a chiropractor, I might've had surgery already. And I haven't had surgery on my back. If you look at the numbers on surgeries and the uh, ability to, for somebody to actually heal or get better. Yeah. It's uh, don't quote me on this and I'll look up the stats later, but I think it's like 20% or 30% right in that ballpark. It's way down there. So it's like if Shaquille O'Neal was shooting a free throw, that's not cool. It's less than that. Like, I remember thinking, I I was shocked that we have so many people going and doing back surgeries when, um, that it doesn't really help a high percentage of the time, an overwhelming high percentage of the time. And I was one of those people. And the interesting thing about my testimony with chiropractic is that they said, uh, I went to a doctor, I had pain in my back. Mm -hmm. Um, here's some pain meds. And you might end up having to have surgery one of these days. That was really what I got. It's in that, and so I didn't know anything, and I just don't naturally want to take the pain meds, just because I don't. I just didn't want to. I'm kind of a ADHD kind of guy, and I didn't want that. Yeah. Um. And um. Long story short, I ended up going to a chiropractor. I was hurting, and I was playing basketball. And one of my friends said, "You need to go see my son-in-law," and I went and. And did that. And uh, I went through some decompression and some adjustments over eight weeks. And he showed me the x ray and whatever, what do you call those things in between? The discs. Yeah. Yeah. The little marshmallow deals. That's right. Yeah. I had some that were on the x rays that I have. They were like together. And I guess the bones were beginning to fuse. Mm -hmm.
1: And they were able to
0: release that. And it was 98% back. And I was just blown away and I never had to have surgery. And I've, I've gone ever since to have some maintenance because it's like, dude, that could have changed my whole life. And, oh, yeah. And the alternative was take pain meds and God knows what road that could have took me down. But that's just the system, right? It is what it is. We're getting smarter and educated and understanding what chiropractic is. And so how that's interesting. So the insurance companies right now aren't. Helping oh, as a whole? they
1: cover it, but it's so expensive, yeah, you know people end up paying a lot out or they have such a high deductible that nothing's really covered. It's really out of your own pocket,
0: got it, so and, you got a lot of cash pay type situations right that's what I do well,
1: i or we have a oh, we have like a chiro health u s a that's a a discount program got it, uh, but you know the thing is is most people value chiropractic and so they're willing to pay, yeah, but there's always going to be a group of people out there that says, you know, well, if my insurance doesn't cover it, you know, I'm not going to do it. Well, they can go ahead and take the other path if they want. And
0: yeah, yeah. take the medication <laughs> See where that, see gets where that takes you See yeah. where that
1: gets you. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's
0: countless stories, as we both know. And um, I'm excited to be able to get that information out there, too, and, and help with yeah. you educating the public on what that looks like and what wellness looks like. And as you some of your things that you're doing about wholeness, right, it's emotional it's 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 a lot of different things it's not just your physical true yeah so well that's uh is there anything that if what you know now if you could go back to that those walks and the beginnings of how you started is there anything you would have told yourself to do differently up to this point with building your business
1: Golly, you know, and I don't know so much about building the business as just the uncertainty of where are we supposed to be because there was a lot of, should we move? Should we We really want to go back to Colorado or, you know? And there was this, oh, I don't know, should we stay here? Should we, because it wasn't a long-term plan. And I think if we had known, you know, that this is where we're going to be, it would have been a lot more settling Mm. to not have that hanging out there all the time, that wondering Right, You know, and and I think I, I have always felt like, you know, God's going to open doors or close them and he's going to handle it. So stop worrying about it. Right. But I can't say that I had that attitude back then. I wish I would have had the spiritual maturity back then to trust that this is what it is because this is the way it's supposed to be. Wow.
0: That's pretty cool. So maturity and spiritual maturity is where you... Kind of nail that down. Just a
1: lot less uncertainty when things start to get, you know, right, tough or scary. Because every business goes through seasons of change, and whether it's you know changing ICD ten or new HIPAA laws and having to do this 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 and this so you don't get fined, you know,
0: provider changes, et cetera, et cetera. All kinds of changes. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. And then even staff changes that take care of some of that for you and how that shakes your world. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's there's a lot there. There is. And so thank you for doing it I well, mean, thank and providing you. the service you provide here. That's, that's amazing. And what a nugget, right? Just faith. I mean, really, that's what you said is have, you know, just trust that a little bit more earlier. You would have been a little more settled in what you were doing.
1: Definitely. So that's cool.
0: What are you curious about right now? What's something that charges you up right now that you tear into there that you're looking to tear into?
1: You know, I'm probably most curious about my kids and, you know, like, who are they going to marry and Mm. what are they going to, you know, what's their life going to look like in five years? Right. You know, Wyatt hasn't really decided what he wants to do in the Air Force, but there's just such a wide open palette of possibilities. And I'm just curious, Right. you know, what, what are things going to look like about five years from now? And Gracie will be graduated high school, so...
0: And Megan going to Louisiana.
1: Megan going to Louisiana. That
0: was new. I did not heard that one. Yep. Yeah, well...
1: She's always been my, you know, world traveler-minded person. She wanted to go to L.A. to go to school, but she tore her ACL, and so the opportunity that she had there wasn't really a possibility. Changed up so, a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So... That's a... Pretty broad. That's a good answer. And as you parents moving forward, I have a, uh, a soon to be seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. That What you're telling me is that's not going to change. Being yeah. curious about them. <laughs> nope. And what their interests are and in trying to blend with that. I mean, you're here talking about wrestling because that's kind of where your path took you and you're intentional about spending that energy where your kids' talents and where their hearts have been to... Because you're curious.
1: I am. And honestly... Flashback five years and the Wyatt that I know today, it's not the same Wyatt Amazing. that was five years ago. You know, his he's become hyper-focused and mm. very spiritually led. And I mean, he hated wrestling. He spoke at Baccalaureate. He was one of the speakers and he talked about how God had worked in his life through sports to make him who he is. And he just said, I love football. That's all I wanted to do is play football and... You know, I hated wrestling. I was just waiting until I was good enough at football that I could quit. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, he said my dad just kept making me work out and practice and just training me and pouring into me, and then I had to quit football. Yeah. Because the collisions were just too much on my body, and so then I focused on wrestling. Yeah. But he was this very lackadaisical, eh, you know, easygoing kid, and he's just become so disciplined and goal oriented. And sometimes I think that an alien took his body and, you know, it's like, who is this kid? But he's, he's amazing.
0: And that's in five years. The the change in five years is just, it's that dramatic. Oh yeah. So I mean, that change has really
1: been in the last two, but I'm just saying you look at five years ago and you look at five years from now. So, but yeah, that's what I'm most curious about. Honestly, actually. Mm.
0: And I, I'll be praying for them and and each one of them I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna and be
1: uh, tough. It's gonna be different around my house with just just the midlife surprise. Gracie.
0: Well, you'll find you'll find things to get into, I'm sure. And she sounds like a big hearted servant person anyways. And yeah. you follow her through those journeys and coach and teach her own way. So I'm excited to see what she ends up doing because she has a little bit of brother and sister and mom and dad in her. That's gonna be an interesting combination. It will, <laughs> for sure. So Okay, so what's something that, are you, are you willing to share something that you failed at, that there was a takeaway for you that you can share with people?
1: You know, yeah, I would say my biggest failure was my first marriage. Um, I don't even know if people really know about it. But, right. Um, I was probably in a pretty rebellious period of my life and uh, gullible and naive, and I just didn't make a good choice. We yeah. weren't a good Fit and I didn't listen to my family or my parents. And, um, my takeaway from it is I wouldn't be who I am today had I not walked through that and I wouldn't have my son or my grandson. Right. But it, it made my life challenging
0: awesome. for sure. And so you turned that and you turned it into a lesson life lesson.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I needed to toughen up and boy, I had to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Right on. Um, what has been your great is that is what has been your greatest challenge?
1: I would say probably that um, the aftermath of that is raising my son. Yeah, as a single mom, and and then the second thing to that would be the health issues that I went through when I was getting my teaching degree, which I actually finished school for that. Mm. Um, some health issues that included migraine headaches and uh, just widespread pain and. I had an autoimmune reaction to a vaccine and they thought I had lupus and I was debilitated by it. Um, The good thing that came out of that is that's why I became a chiropractor because my mom had me see her chiropractor who um, cured me from my migraines. And that's what I knew my destiny was. I was like, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. Right.
0: I knew that part of your story, but I didn't realize you finished school. Oh, I did. So I actually did have that. a teaching degree.
1: Oh yeah. wow, I didn't For know that school. part of it. Mm-hmm.
0: So you did. So you did you transition right away to do both and finish that and keep going with? I never. I
1: did my student teaching and uh-huh. I substituted, but I never actually stayed in. It was in Wyoming. I never stayed in and taught beyond student teaching. Um, I went right into my pre med requirements in Nebraska.
0: Got it. I had a whole
1: year of sciences to take because I was a Bachelor of Arts. Got (laughs) it. Yeah. (laughs) Had to have four, you know, the the core classes for... So it took another year. So I ended up with 12 years of college when it was all said and done, but...
0: You have an office in Newton mm -hmm. and you also have an office in Heston. Yes. And in Heston, you focus on kids, family, pregnant moms.
1: You know, I focus on all of them at both offices. But the difference in the Heston office is it's a lot more small, a lot more intimate. It's, it's just a little bit less, um, stimulation for yeah. like some of the kids that I treat like that have autism or cerebral palsy. Yep. Um, it's just a different space, especially the autistic, um, kid, the Newton offices. Sometimes it's just crazy there, yeah, especially when Todd and I are both there. Um, it's just a, a quieter space. And I wanted a space that was more spa-like. Mm, yeah. And so it wasn't really possible to do that. So it's know, kind of a, it,
0: your holistic approach type of space. Because you're, you're environmentally aware for certain yeah. people. Yeah.
1: And, and it's just, it's a completely different look and feel. They're, I'm not saying that... The Newton office is bad. It's just different. It's a different environment. It's a different it environment. Is. And Todd has is, yeah. is
0: got his style too. And you guys compliment each other in so many ways because you're, you've got different styles. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, that's uh, he's 100 miles an hour. Very driven person himself in a different way. He is. Yeah.
1: Well, and when families come in um, the Heston office, it because it's a little bit smaller, it's just kind of easier. I mean, I have some families with seven kids and you know that hallway in the newton office people could run up and down it go out the back door and there's so much going on you might not notice it but you know in the heston office it's just a smaller setting and um again it's just an extension of what we do right in newton with a little bit different um atmosphere
0: right and to close out one of the things we want to do is is highlight people that are serving and leaders like yourself, but you also have an interesting program within your office in ways that you're able to lend some of your talents and skills um, to also market your business, but to also give all at the same time. And it's very amazing, the system that you put together. Would you mind sharing that with us on what you do and how you do that?
1: Well, we like to do philanthropic marketing Yeah, because it's a win-win for everybody. That's huge. Um, We will donate services in in exchange for a donation to whatever the organization is. It's it could be Big Brothers Big Sisters. It could be Heart to Heart. It could be Safe Hope. It could be the homeless shelter. Sometimes we do food drives, and so that's kind of an opportunity for people who um, maybe they have some back issues or neck issues or just want more wellness, and they that first visit is a stumbling block because that's, you know, the most expensive Mm -hmm. one typically. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so we kind of remove that barrier. So they get to see if chiropractic is something that could help them and then they get to help another organization. So then the organization benefits. And so they can
0: pick one even that you have, or can they bring in suggestions of like they the sure warriors can. or something that like they do, or do you like to do it with this? You, Cause well, you're hooked up with many organizations already.
1: Yeah. We typically do certain things for certain events. Like Got if it. we're, if we're at kid fest and you know, then we might be thinking about United way. If we're, you know, if I'm out at another health fair and it's to benefit the, USD three seven three or whatever, then you know the donation would go to that organization. Like we'll do sports physicals and give ten dollars back to the school, right? You know, during a certain time frame for any kids that come in, and then that benefits the school, right? So, um, but I think we have had some where people could choose, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which we did that I think for a women's fair that we put on, and we had different options for where they wanted their donation to go to. And we gave suggestions. That's but cool. We wouldn't eliminate any possibility.
0: Well, I love that philanthropic marketing style and thank you for providing open doors for people to get in and, and that could make a world of difference for somebody. And the new way uh, I believe and moving forward in the future, people should be going to chiropractors first and wellness doctors before they end up going to other means of, of medicine because you guys will send them, Oh. If that's, uh, if that, because you said there's a need sometimes for everything.
1: Oh, absolutely. If you've got a broken arm or you need stitches, I can't help you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But if you got a tweak back headaches, can't sleep, uh, overweight, I mean, there's just a slew of things you guys can help with.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So that's awesome. Well, thank you for all you do. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you would like to share before we close out?
1: Gosh, I I think you pretty much ran the gamut right on. Good job.
0: Well, good job you. And thank you for serving and being a leader.
1: Thank you. And I was,
0: I'm really grateful for the time you've given us. I know that you've got a lot going on. So thank you for penciling us in and I'm looking forward to sharing this with the community and sharing you as a person and, um, full disclosure, I'm helping with some of your marketing stuff too. Uh, but that's not the reason you're here, but that's one of the reasons I'm going to use to multiply this message and what you do for the community. And thank you for being a leader in family and business and in our community. And we really appreciate you.
1: Well, thanks. And I appreciate all that you do as well. Thank you. So appreciate. glad ya. that you're in little old Newton, Kansas. Yeah,
0: we love it. And I love you <laughs> and love you guys and take care. And Harvey County Digital, episode 13 with Lynette Hendrickson. We're out.